0: The great thing about our scripture today is Jesus lovingly reassures us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Years ago, when I was working the midnight shift, a friend of mine, Dewey Barge and I got a call to a shotgun house in Springfield. When we arrived, we were met by an elderly woman in front of the house. The reason they called them shotgun houses, for those of you who don't know, is generally they were made of wood and they had one long hallway that ran from the front all the way to the back and all the rooms uh, were connected to that one hallway. And if you stood at the front door and fired a shotgun, it would go all the way out the back door and not hit anybody, hence shotgun house. When we got there, the house was completely black. I got out of my cruiser and walked up to the lady and we introduced ourselves. Let's call her Mrs. Johnson. And Mrs. Johnson looked at Dewey and I and she said, gentlemen, my house is haunted and the ghost is in there now and he's making noises and generally frightening me. Well, we looked at her and we looked at the house, which was pitch black, but we decided to muster up and that we would go in and check it. As we walked to the front of the house, somehow I managed to get into the lead. I stepped up on the creaky old porch and reached over and pulled the screen door open and looked down that long black corridor. I stepped inside, just a few feet in, complete silence. I looked behind me And just over my shoulders, right on my heel, was Dewey trying to see over my shoulders down the hall, too. Behind him was Mrs. Johnson, trying to see around either one of us. I broke the silence when I said, "Miss Johnson, you might want to wait outside. To which she frightenedly said, do you see something? And I said, no ma'am, but if I do, I'm gonna run you and Dewey over on the way out that door. We laughed, too. I turned on the light and imagined just as soon as the lights came on, Mrs. Johnson calmed down. It's amazing how light can make things less scary. Today's scripture, Jesus is telling us that we don't have any reason to fear because God loves us. Listen, he loves us and it gives him great pleasure to give us the kingdom. Not that we earned it. Not that we deserved it, just that he wants us to have it. Imagine that. And if it's true, and it is, then we shouldn't fall prey to the constant anxiety of worrying about worldly needs and resisting the seductions of this world. Jesus wants to enjoy this life, to live without fear or worry, doubt, because we certainly live in a fearful time. You really only have to turn the news on or talk to a friend to hear how disturbing the world is today. Then next, Jesus tells us something a little different than being not afraid. He says, Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. To me, this is one of those verses which, amazingly enough, is followed by Peter's words today, where Peter says Lord is this for us or is it for others and when I think about giving all of our possessions away like Peter I'm not really sure who it's for but I assure you this I'm hoping it's for others and not for me but it's for every one of us Jesus is not asking us to forsake everything he's not asking us to give everything away He's not asking us to put on a hair shirt, go out into a field, and pray and fast until his return. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think Jesus is asking us to do something different. He wants us to be happy, even grateful for what we have, and learn to share in our abundance with others. He's reminding us that material things will not get us into heaven, and that they don't give lasting happiness. You will always want and remember want is a word that is never satisfied however jesus wants to he wants us to build up that unfailing treasure in heaven where no thief comes and no moth destroys jesus is assuring us that the things of the spirit are more important than those of the world well how do we make up that treasure well you're doing some of that today by coming to church sharing with others studying the word giving your time to your fellow man and sharing in your abundance. But last of all, acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. In our scripture today, Jesus is on the road to Jerusalem and has attracted a large crowd. Besides the parable of the rich fool, which we all heard last week from Mother Lisa, Jesus is imploring those following not to dwell on earthly concerns, but rather to trust God. Listen to some of the things he said before our scripture today. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than birds? Consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, how much more will he clothe you? And... For the pagan world runs after such things, and your Father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Then Jesus reminds us a scripture we hear all the time. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus understands even more than us how we value things. And Jesus wants our treasure, our real treasure, our hearts, to be with him. In keeping our hearts fixed with him, listen to the next part of his scripture. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt, have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so, Blessed are those slaves. Now, I hear this scripture, but I also think that it's kind of like the earlier scripture about giving everything away. Again, I don't think that Jesus wants us to take lambs, put on a hair shirt, go out into a field, and pray and fast until he returns. Actually, I kind of liken it to something else. I think we've all seen it at some point in time in our lives. You see groups of children, either in a classroom or a gym, and they're sharing each other's time, or they're playing, when out of nowhere, suddenly, a long lost loved one returns. And you immediately see their faces change, and filled with joy, and they leap into their arms as they hug each other, and they weep for joy at the presence of being with one another at that time. The children forget everything else. There are no more worldly worries. They're just concentrated on who and what that they love is in front of them. That's what Jesus wants. And I tell you, I know what that's like. I grew up in a Navy family and many a day, my mother, my brother, my sister and I stood on a dock waiting for our father to come back from a long voyage at sea. And those were joyous reunions again. Jesus wants us to be like those little children who, while distracted by many things of the world, immediately drop everything to focus their love on their returning loved one. A love that is so strong that it cannot be contained when they see whom they've been waiting for. Jesus wants us to be ready, even excited about his coming. And that's what I believe this passage is about. Jesus wants our hearts to be like those of little children. Remember what he said about little children. Suffer the little children, and forbid them not to come to me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And how did we start our scripture today? Be not afraid, for the Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. So be like children in the kingdom. I tell you, many a night I've had to work late. And it's amazing how at night, a single light in a home will let you know that a loved one is waiting for your return. That's what Jesus is looking for. Lastly, we are reminded, but know this, if the owner of a house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Today, while we're doing our communion prayer, we will make the acclamation. And every time we take communion, we remember that acclamation. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remember that today during communion because he is coming back and he's telling us in scripture today and asking us to be ready. This morning we heard Jesus say, do not be afraid about God's joy of giving us the gift of heaven, of sharing in our abundance with one another, of setting our hearts on Christ and being ready. We started with a story about Mrs. Johnson and how things don't seem so scary when they're in the light. Jesus says a lot of things about the light, but let me give you just two. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And that light he gives us is a gift. For he says, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Beloved, do not be afraid. For your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Keep your lamps lit and let your lights shine brightly. Amen.